0: The world. The time is now. The journey is yours. This podcast is your home. Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Hunting for Purpose podcast. We've got a guest episode today, and I'm having a lot of fun kind of batch recording all of these guest episodes because, as you know, throughout the year, what we've been doing with our guests this year is bringing on Voices that I love in human design, voices that I follow, people that I receive a lot of nourishment from experiencing the way that they teach human design, the way that they really live in an integrated, embodied place with their design. So they're really people that I love lurking on and just observing. Um, and today's guest is no exception. We were just saying before the call, we've never really spoken before, <laughs> but, but we've, we've been involved with each other for quite a bit of time and I am I'm thrilled to bring her on because this woman is a generator I know there's a lot of narrative about the generator manifester relationship and um, I think that we can probably dig into quite a bit of that but before I get too far into it welcome 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 to Christina from Glow Glow Juice HD thank you for being here Christina
1: hello thank you so much for having me I'm so excited I can feel that sacral energy already. Thank you for sharing it.
0: (laughs) Just like take it on. (laughs) That will boost me for the rest of the day. Much appreciated. (laughs) Um, Can you tell us your design? Let's go back to basics. What's your design and how did you stumble into the human design sphere in your life?
1: And it was a stumble. That's for sure. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So I'm a one, three emotional generator. I have two defined centers just through the 59, six. So my sacral and my solar plexus, everything else is undefined. Um, So seven undefined centers. And I remember um, being so confused by that when I first got into human design and it's actually what made me be like I started reading about it, doing some self study, you know, first line investigation. And I was like, Peace out. Bye. This is stupid. <laughs> um, then I just kept coming back to it. I did. And I I finally got a reading, and I was like, Oh my God. This is wild. So that was in like 20, 2017, I think, mm-hmm. um, when I first started investigating everything. And it's just been a little love affair ever since. And it's so interesting because in true one, three fashion, I'm like, I, you know, I'll take a break from it. And then I just come back with a new perspective and a new understanding, want to try want to try new things or, or learn new perspectives. And, um, it's just been really fun. I love that. I find with a lot
0: of generators that I come across when they first enter human design, there's not a whole bunch of resonance that, mm-hmm. uh, and and I wonder if that's because, it, like it's a very generatory kind of world. Like it's a very sacral kind of world, and so maybe there's not that experience for a generator of like, oh, I've always been different. I've never quite been accepted. I've never really been like everybody else. Which for manifestors, when we come into human design at first, all of us resist it. Every single manifestor I've ever <laughs> spoken to resists human design at first, and then we kind of go like, fine, fine. <laughs> I'm here for it. And then we dive in. But I think for us, there's there's a a reflection of, wow, there's a language that describes why and how I'm different. And I find I speak to a lot of generators who are kind of like, well, didn't really like tell me anything about myself. And it's only when they go deeper into it that they get it. Was that like that for you? Or have you spoken to other generators
1: that have that experience? I definitely... um... I see a lot of resistance in some of the language mm-hmm. um I won't lie and I'm gonna maybe like out some of my fellow generators here <laughs> where I think a lot of us want to feel special
0: <laughs> yeah and
1: then like especially my undefined throat like way out of whack I'm just wanting to feel special and then I come find human design and it tells me I'm the majority of the population mm-hmm. uh, and then so my what? authority <laughs> tells me, oh, and you have like the most common authority, and you're just like, okay, <laughs> this isn't gonna solve my problems. And meanwhile, the problem is actually me. Um <laughs> I'm very like Taylor Swift I'm the problem. Right? It's me. It's, it's me. me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that a lot of us are searching. Um, and we maybe like resonate with um especially we come to human design before we have our chart like we might hear something about a projector or a manifester and like we've been you know gassed up by a coach or a friend who's like just do it blah blah you know or like who knows what giving us language that's maybe not actually applicable to ourselves and then we find Mm -hmm. out that we're generators and some of the language on, you know, Jovian and, and things like that aren't always like the most uplifting when it comes to generators. Mm. <laughs> and so then we're kind of just like stuck with the need to kind of reconcile with this. We are the, what is what does it mean to be the life force of the world? And when mm. you really get into it in the same way that you were talking about, like when manifestors really dive into it, it gives us a language to like actually get very excited and like feel goody about our role. Um, and it's, I don't know. I think it, I think sometimes it just takes time to get there. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of, um, some also generators, I think they, like you said, they're just, it's a generatory world and they fit in and they're just happy to keep trucking along. They're not hitting a lot of frustration because they're in alignment without even having to discover human design to find their own alignment. And, um, I, I can I can see it being both, but I've definitely run into a lot of generators who, um, at first, wish they were had, you know projectors or reflectors or mm-hmm. um, manifestors.
0: Yeah, I I just I so agree with that space of some of the language that's used in human design, and I, I to be really fair, I think that probably every energy type has. An experience of that for their for their you know their own lens. Like certainly as manifestors, we have that. The language that gets used for manifestors in human design mm. is like not particularly helpful at all. <laughs> um, which is which is largely why I went into doing the work that I do. But I I think that as an overall picture, what I tend to see is that generators do get a bit discarded. It's like mm-hmm. there is a bit of an undertone of like, you're not special like this really everyone else is kind of special you're not really special and you just build you're just here to build oh. and I, and mm-hmm. i feel this weight from the manifestor side because i hear a lot of manifestors speaking about generators in their lives as though like well i just need to get a generator around to like finish the stuff that i start like mm mm, <laughs> mm. Mm-hmm. Because generators have autonomy as well, right? And, and it's important for generators to also be living in their design. Like if you want a generator to be a builder, that has to be something that lights them up. That has to be something that feeds them and, and brings that sacral alignment. So I I actually think like across the board, we're having the same experience. It's just
1: yeah. <laughs> through like a slightly different personalized lens. Yeah. 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 And I also think that, um, and maybe there's more you can speak on with this as being a non-sacral person. Like I think sacral conditioning for non-sacral beings is very real. Mm. And there can also be this, like, I just need to get away from the generators. They're everywhere. And it's like, oh, you're sorry. Like, <laughs> you really are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really, really everywhere. And, um, and so it's kind of just like, yeah, there's like a little bit of tension, I think sometimes. And um, I think being a generator, it took me a while to like really enjoy it and, and come to terms with the fact that like, it's a good thing Mm -hmm. and it's who I chose to be in this lifetime. And so that's important to consider. And it's actually like a massive permission slip to just be like, I mean, obviously this really, you know, doesn't (laughs) do the idea justice, but to like, just be able to respond and say, Oh, this makes me feel good. And this gives me energy. And I'm going to do it. Like, you don't know, like, that sounds pretty fun. Obviously yeah. real life sometimes gets in the way, but like, it's a, it's a fun thing. And then you're just like juicing up everybody around you because you're, you know, and you're happy, happy, joy, joy, satisfaction. Like it's a nice life. I'm not going to yeah. lie. It's a pretty fun thing to be a generator when you give yourself permission to actually be able to do it. Um, and yeah, I, I mean, I think there's always going to be tension, like you said, with every type figuring out who they are um because there's all these stories that we have about who we should be mm-hmm. and maybe our human design type isn't um aligning with those shoulds and it mm-hmm. takes hashtag deconditioning no
0: always always, always. the deconditioning <laughs> right and this I find this kind of a again a very subtle conversation around like, well, sacral types don't really need to decondition a lot mm. because, you know, the non-sacrals, yeah, we do. We take a real hit on that mm. sacral conditioning. It is genuinely everywhere all the time and that can feel relentless. That can feel really overwhelming at some points. Um, And I think that the flip side of that is that, yeah, we start to kind of demonize sacral types and say, mm. well, you guys don't have sacral conditioning, so everything's easier for you and it's and a generator in alignment oh my god you guys are beautiful like Mm. you are sunshine you're just sunshine you you it's like you turn the light on and there is warmth and there is joy and I love receiving that that is such a gift to be the person on the other side receiving it um and I think that there's this big kind of healing across the board I guess if we're just looking at the human design community there's this big healing across the board of how are we speaking about each other and how are we mm. perceiving each other and where do we need to fix that? Where do we need yeah. to heal that? Because, you know, we we can't speak with like distaste about mm. anyone here because we all play our role.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I think too, like, I think sagral beings, can make the mistake in the human design space um of pretending like we get it when it comes to sacral conditioning and like we've got some shit to work through. Sorry if I'm not Oh accurate. you can yes I'm Australian. <laughs> we can swear. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> like there's definitely things. You know our little sacral, our relationship to our body is so vital and our relationship <laughs> to pleasure is so vital. And the world is saying be not that. <laughs> like don't do things for pleasure. Pleasures, gross, like all these things that are, you know, in our mind and reconnecting with our body, plus all the other things that can get in the way of, of being connected to our body. Um, like that's there for sure, but that is not the same as being a non-sacral and living in a world that is full of sacral beings saying that you have to do this one way. And then you not being able to as a non-sacral or pushing yourself to such a limit that is makes you sick and all these things and we are out here just trying to pretend like oh i get it like i've done that like in a in your own way <laughs> but we'll never we'll never be able to understand because we're defined it's that's just the truth and i think yeah. we have to stop trying yes yes
0: that 100% makes me think of um this difference between especially having a manifest throat and having an mm-hmm. undefined throat right and I'm so keen to hear your opinion on this as a person with an undefined throat, because my my daughter, I have a 6'2 sacral generated daughter. She's the only sacral in our whole family oh. and the only undefined throat. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, myself and my youngest son are manifestors. We're both four sixes. My husband and my eldest son are projectors. Both four sixes with defined throats. And then my beautiful daughter in the middle is this six two sacral generator with an undefined throat. And a lot of the time I think, why on earth did you join our family? (laughs) Like, why did you give yourself this challenge? Because surely this is hard for you. Surely this is hard. Like, you're not a four six, you're a six two. You've got this need to hermit, you're sacral, and you have an undefined throat, and you are surrounded by very, very dominant throats that that we do just unintentionally often speak over her, mm. right, and and diminish her voice. And I'm curious what that experience has been like for you as an undefined throat in, in a world full of predominantly defined throats but then additionally around like a manifestor or a manifesting generator that has that force behind their throat.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, my whole family's actually MGs. Um, oh god. <laughs> right, right. So I identify with your daughter and I'm like, what why did you choose this Send challenge? Her love, please. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Um, no, it's definitely been difficult and um that going back to when I first discovered human design and I was on like my body graph and I was like scanning over those centers and it says not self wanting to be like noticed. And I was like, Oh, (laughs) and that's definitely one thing that I've really had to um, work with. And I still do is just like showing up um, and a lot of anxiety over like not being, I guess, expected or perfect in how I, uh, communicate. And sometimes I'll just talk and I'll have no idea what I said. Like, we'll I'll get off this podcast and I'll be like, I don't know what I said. <laughs> I don't know. It's all really good so far. Great. <laughs> Fabulous. Um, so <laughs> good to hear it. And honestly, it, it sometimes takes very patient defined throats to like receive and reflect that back to me. Um, but it's definitely been a journey where it's, um, learning that silence is not a negative thing and that it's okay. Um, to just kind of hang back and listen. And then when invited pop in or when I feel the natural opening, but it's this constant, I mean, I still struggle with it where I'm just like waiting. I'm like, ooh, ooh, I feel the pressure. I feel the pressure. I want to, I want to say something. No, don't, no, no, wait, 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 no. no. Now. Okay. Now <laughs> it's, just, it's <laughs> like, because I am often, you know, talked over or when I do say something unheard and it's just, I don't know. It's just part of it. Um, there's also sometimes like a pressure or expectation for people to, um, especially like, you know, the MGs of my family who can all keep up with each other and their expression, they're all, you know, bantering, they're quick, they're witty, they're all these things. And, um, there can almost be an ex- expectation for me to be able to participate in the same way or like, mm. well, why are you being quiet? Or like, why aren't you saying anything? And, um, I've got, 33 and 12 in my throat and um that's a lot of quietness that is <laughs> a lot of reflection that's a lot like of reflection the two
0: quietest energies you could have in your throat right and you've got both of them <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah so it's like on top of being undefined I've got I need the time to reflect before I can say anything mm. um and it's like it's just a lot of acceptance and that's the journey I've been on is that, there's just got to be a lot of surrender and a lot of acceptance and a lot of cringy like oh what why did I say that (laughs) (laughs) but again it's just part of it and I think the more I can um, not try and like perfect my expression but just let it live Um, it's like when you're trying to control your undefined Ajna or your undefined head or undefined spleen it's like I don't know life is not just because you know you're human design you're not supposed to like live it perfectly mm. you know the lessons are supposed to keep coming through and if I have an undefined throat then that's going to be a lifetime of undefined throat lessons oh my gosh you just have to so live true. with it that is so true that's so correct we
0: get so binary and so mm-hmm. definitive about like no I've healed that that's done I get. <laughs> you know, like on the flip side, I get a lot of manifestors that, that come to me and say like, I'm really still struggling with like this repressive throat wound or reactive throat wound. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're going to struggle with that until you're no longer in this body (laughs) because that's the reality of having a defined motorized throat is that you're going to have wounding on that. And you, you're going to have an element of shadow and it's, it's mm-hmm. going to keep coming up, and I imagine that that's that's a very similar journey for sacral beings with a defined mm-hmm. sacral. Like you have to manage that thing. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's yes, it's defined. <laughs> like just because you have, you're always going to have conditioning in your undefined centers. You're still going to have shadow in your defined centers too. Mm-hmm. And you got to there's a responsibility that mm-hmm. comes with. How do I utilize my energy? How do I catch myself mm-hmm. when I'm when I'm using that energy in a way that's
1: not really aligned for me? Mm-hmm.
0: And how Absolutely. do I do that with
1: grace for myself? That's a yeah. tricky one. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was about to say is that like, for me, it's just a lot of practicing grace and like not necessarily trying to like control my energy or, or master the process, but just to like always come back with compassion and grace and understanding that I'm a human, mm. especially with my third line. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Very human over here. Um, but I mean, especially with my solar plexus, like I I really try so hard to be aware of the way that my defined solar plexus can, um, affect undefined solar plexus people. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I really hold that responsibility, like very, very close to my heart. And, um, but sometimes like shit hits the wall Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) because I'm a human and it'll just explode like the other day. Oh my gosh it was like, I could see it coming. It was a, um, like full on, you know, I've got gate 36 in my earth, so massive emotional crisis, crisis. <laughs> bursted emotions everywhere for my <laughs> undefined solar plexus husband. And I was just like, Oh, sorry. Uh, here's what happened. I'm regulated now. I can put words to those things and <laughs> if you need some time, I get it.
0: Yeah. Do you
1: need to decompress from what yeah. I just
0: vomited all over you with my emotions?
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. That'd be great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: But that's, that's all the conversation needs to be, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I see, I see this expression that I had and that's natural for me, but I also see how it impacted you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So mm-hmm. what can I do to now care for you in that yeah.
1: space? And exactly
0: love that story do you do you remember the first manifesto that you became aware of
1: um yeah because it was my um it is my like one of my oldest friends actually my actual oldest friend we knew each other before we were born um in the both spiritual way and also physical way our moms were best friends yeah 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 so good. (laughs) yeah and she was born less than 24 hours before me Whoa.
0: Um, oh this is why birth time is so important.
1: <laughs> right? Because so she's six two emotional manifestor with just mm-hmm. a 1222. And mm-hmm. I'm a one-three emotional generator with just a 59-6. I mean less than 24 hours before me. 13 around. Around 13 hours. <clears throat> That's crazy. Um, I know. And so of course I'm doing everybody I love's chart. Mm-hmm. And I know her birth time because that was always a thing. Like she was born a 7 30 at night, and I was born 7 30 in the morning. And um, I'm like, whoa, okay. And it's so funny because uh, she, you know, adores me and is like a sister, and I adore her. And um, I know that she like follows me on human, like human design stuff. And she, when I first started Global Juice, like she bought a shirt and everything, but I don't know how much she knows about human design. I don't know if she knows, I think she knows she's a manifester because I'm pretty sure she pulled her chart. Um, But even though I know she's a manifester, I'm like, you come to me. Mm. (laughs) I'm not going to force this on you, especially if you're perfectly content and happy and living your life. And um, so it's like, I'm like constantly observing her as a manifester without engaging any kind of human design language at all and it's really so like cool. not even trying to manipulate or manipulate. obviously I would hope I would never <laughs> manipulate her um but like I'm not trying to deliver like wisdom or anything according to her human design I'm literally just like I just watch and I observe and I interact as I've always have because I mean for anybody but especially a manifester I'm not gonna like try and crack her open when she's not asking to be cracked open <laughs> That is such
0: an offering of love, can I just say, (laughs) on behalf of manifestors everywhere. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you for doing that. Because we are often engaged, particularly by generators and projectors who get really lit up by something and then they see how valuable it could be for us and they strive to, like, pull us in. And uh, in a relationship, that can get kind of messy because mm-hmm. well, I, uh, at least speaking as a, a four line myself, I earnestly want to keep that relationship happy. I, I want to show that other person that I love them, that I'm connected, that I'm invested in what they're invested in. But if if my energy doesn't want it and is not available for it, I can't even force myself past my anger. I just, mm-hmm. it's like, I I can make myself be there and do it, but I'm going to be pissed about it. So um that's such a that's such an awareness tool, I think, for mm. people around us. Like honestly, often the best thing you can do for us is n- not
1: not involve us <laughs> in something as crazy as that sounds. Like please don't. Right. I know it's it's kind of funny how you know when you said like projectors and generators who are especially lit up and, and can be like, oh, this can change your life. It's like But if you read anything about manifestors and like really ingest it and then I don't think we should (laughs) be coming knocking on the manifestor's door being like, I've got the thing. Like, I think the, the lesson is here, like, let them be. Yeah. Yeah. They're doing their own thing unless they're coming and asking you and genuinely energized by the idea of it, then it doesn't need to, I don't know, we definitely don't need to be forcing it
0: let them be
1: only three <laughs> words
0: <in a> <laughs> what I'm curious about what you've observed in your friend as a manifesto. Like what have you witnessed in her that you feel like really aligns with that many energy?
1: Mm. Well, she's so powerful. Mm. Um, and somebody that like, when she gets, you know, the urge to do something, it's, it's done. It's just done. Mm-hmm. She's, brilliant I mean I feel like now I'm just like okay what are the things I love about her (laughs) she's Um, an amazing person yeah (laughs) Yeah. she's fabulous (laughs) um my best friend um no but she's just I mean I think that's probably that ever since we were little but even like I can see it more maybe in like high school and college like just that she sees something she wants that she'll go get it Mm -hmm. and um it's just that urge kind of bubbling up and out Mm. I can see that when it happens, um, incredibly determined. Um, I can see that like, I don't want to say that she feels closed. Um, but in a way she does, I think that I've just been around her for 31 years. Mm. And so she doesn't feel so closed when I'm with her. She feels warm and lovely. And she's like one of the most, um, loving and caring people and I feel like maybe that's something that we skip over with manifestors a lot is the like I don't know when you're when you've got a manifestor on your side it's like it just feels really special and like to be loved by a manifestor feels really special um I don't want to say it's like there's like a loyalty I don't know what the word I'm looking for but um I don't know it's just it's just good. It's like it's warm and gooey in a different way than being in a relationship with a generator is. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, like I I trust her completely. I trust our relationship completely. Um, even when because you know, she's 1222 manifestor. As soon as I figured out what that meant, I was like, I'm not gonna try and control our dynamic. If she's not in the mood to communicate, I'm not gonna force her to communicate. I'm gonna let her, I'm like gonna let her come to me for a multitude of reasons. And but there's this still like this intense trust because I know she's chosen me and I've chosen her. Mm. Um, And I feel like that's really something that's very unique between our relationship. And I've got, I've got a lot of generators in my life, but I also have a decent amount of projectors. Um, And then she's kind of one of the key Mannies in my life. And that just feels different with her. Mm. You know what I, that
0: is so interesting because I've heard that same theme through every single one of these guest episodes <laughs> that I've been doing. From all, oh. yeah, from every, I mean, we've had all different energy types. We've had like uh projectors and MGs and generators. And I'm recording tomorrow with a reflector, so I'm like super keen to see if reflectors feel the same. Um, but it's been that same conversation of, yeah, there's a closedness to being around a manifestor, but it's it's almost like once you're in. Mm -hmm. you're you're really in and there's Mm -hmm. there's a lot of warmth and Mm -hmm. so many people have used the word gooey which is really Really? fascinating to me yeah yeah um that there's a loyalty in there and that manifestors are actually fiercely protective of those Mm -hmm. people that we have intimately in our Mm -hmm. space and I I find that that's something that I've never seen discussed anywhere about manifestors. and and I don't think that we've been fully clear on seeing that in ourselves. I think that we probably know that about ourselves as individuals. Like in in my experience, I probably would have explained that away as something else. Like, um, you know, like I'm I'm a four line or I've got an undefined emotional center, and so I you know like want to make people feel like happy and and good when they're in my space because it benefits me, okay. um, <laughs> but. I think that it, what it actually comes down to is that experience of being intimately allowed into a manifestor's aura, being allowed mm-hmm. into our space, and it is peaceful and it is warm, and mm-hmm. I think it is very, very nice. Like yeah. there's almost this—I you know—I love the way that you refer to it of like having a manifestor on your side.
1: Mm.
0: We're we're very. You know, we can't take on lots of people in that way. So if you're in, like, I got you. Yeah. I've got you.
1: It's, It feels really special. And I almost, I just got this picture in my brain where I was like, it's almost like we're locked in orbit mm-hmm. and there's separation, but there's closeness. And it's, it's just, it's so hard to put words to how it feels, but it just feels very particular and it feels very good. And it feels very special. And I think, yeah, I think it's somehow like, my, I've always known that being with her and like part of her space and life is some sort of honor or special, like just connections. Mm-hmm. Um, even when I was little, like, I don't know. I, yeah, I'm like, I <laughs> don't really stop myself from just being like, she's so funny. She's so this. <laughs> um, but I also feel like, um there's just like, I don't know, there's just like this fierce kind of unspoken loyalty, like we're locked in. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: I think that there is a lot to be said about when a manifester chooses you mm-hmm. as a person. and I'm only just in the last several months coming into awareness of what that feels like for other people. and and it's beautiful because mm-hmm. I now have a lot of people that can reflect that back to me, like, whoa, like to be recognized by a manifestor is huge. I'm like, really? Is it? Whoa, okay, all right. Like, oh, and I get chosen by a manifestor. Wow, really? Is it? Like, I have no idea that there is, is that experience, is that impact. I think to manifestors, it feels very, very special to us mm-hmm. to to bring someone in, but I don't think that any of us are particularly consciously aware that that specialness is felt on the other side as well Mm -hmm. and yeah that's healing that's so Mm -hmm. healing because can you see that changes that whole narrative of Mm -hmm. well it feels special to me so therefore it's my burden of responsibility like I'm sensitive Mm -hmm. and I can't have too many people in this space versus like this is special and other people feel that it's special and therefore it's sacred
1: Mm it is it is sacred and I also see how relationships that cause harm um or like when people try and control or manip- actually manipulate and do these things that really like take advantage of her or other manifestors I know it's I can just feel the pain and also the anger and also the like like what the heck Because I don't, I mean, I don't know, maybe it's just that it feels like that sacred space that's been created because they've been let in and then to be, you know, hurt or let down or, or betrayed in some way, like, obviously that hurts everybody, but, um, I just feel like, yeah, when that sacred space is kind of threatened by somebody else's action, there's somebody taking advantage of that. It cannot feel good. It mm. has to suck. Mm. And I feel like I see it, and it's, and she she'll do everything in her power, and she'll do everything for everybody that she loves. And so to not have that always return, I'm like, do you even know how lucky you are? <laughs> like, do you know how lucky you are? <laughs> this was pre-human design, where I'd be like, there's something special here, and you're ruining it. And um, yeah, it's just. It's just different. Can we
0: can we talk about that for a bit? I'm curious about what your take is on why that happens to manifestors because it's I I agree this happens to everyone right we we all had like messy relationships people are broken we all get manipulated and hurt and all of these things um but there certainly is a very deep wound and experience for manifestors that that we revisit fairly regularly, um, of people seeking to manipulate us and, and control us. And it's excruciatingly painful when that happens in any kind of like intimate relationship. Um, and I have theories on why that happens, but I'm, I'm curious about what do you think? Why, why do you think that occurs more to manifestors than to other people?
1: Um, gosh that's such a good question i mean part of me wants to be like oh we can sense your power and like that <laughs> doesn't feel like yeah I mean, for sure. Yeah, but, that's
0: like the uh, easy answer right like yeah, I, right? and i think that's the way that it gets explained like oh man are yeah. so powerful and people get threatened <laughs> no
1: it's there's got to be more to it than that i i think it's more of our own personal bullshit and needing to feel in control and we mm good that's good that's just so good yeah I think that we try and control the one thing that we absolutely cannot and yeah yeah, I think that's mostly our own damage and um I mean you could probably boil it down and and pinpoint different things and different design types and channels gates and all that kind of stuff Hmm. um but I at the end of the day I think that we nobody really likes to feel out of control. um, Even if you're the most adventurous spirit in the world. Um, And I think when maybe there's a closed aura around and you aren't in the inner circle and you don't know them so well, um, that will do anything to try and explain or control or I don't know, connect. Mm. And it's not always good. But yeah, I think it's, I think it's that, I think it's just this need to latch on to because of our own
0: shit. I so, I so agree. And that's so interesting. It's so interesting. I think um, as a manifesto, what I've witnessed is that, and I speak to a lot of manifestors who have the same experience um, because our energy is so catalytic, right. Mm. And it's, it's always initiating we're, very frequently, unintentionally triggering other people's mm. fears and shadows. I mean, as a splenic manifesto myself, I'm like, God, I'm like, <laughs> I am always triggering your fear, and I don't. I'm not even meaning to. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I can't stop it from happening. Right, I, I try, but I can't. I can't diminish myself. Um, is is that what it feels like? Have you had experiences of of being
1: triggered by that manifest energy um me personally with my bestie no um other manifestors definitely people i've seen people be triggered by her by my bestie um and yeah and it, yeah. yeah i i think it has to do like i don't know i just think that there's this element that feels like we we just can't grasp you. You know, we can't grasp Mm -hmm. your energy. We can't see inside. We can't figure it out. And so we do everything in our power to um, make you have to, I don't know, be controlled by us and we yell or manipulate or whatever. And I personally, I also think that sometimes, um, I don't know, like, if you're constantly being initi- being initiated by somebody and it's not, and it feels good, then it's like, you're just wanting to like, like, okay, ooh, I always get like really great ideas when I'm around you and this and that. And it's like, then you start using them. And like, I, I think that's another factor too, where it's like, there's this like understood felt brilliance and specialness again. And we're not, we can't, most of us can't put a name to it especially if we don't know human design. And so we're just, we seek you because you do something in our life and only you do that one thing. Mm. And so we're going to come back for that one thing over and over again and um, forget to tend to the relationship that's meant to be tended to.
0: Oh my gosh. (laughs) That's like profound. Whoa. (laughs) Yes, 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 yes. Is that... Is that addictive? Like that experience of being like I. Just, I'm viewing that from my side, right? Like, uh, when I get around sacral beings who are aligned, mm. unaligned sacral beings, totally different experience. But around an aligned sacral person who has that sacral energy, and it does feel really warm and joyful and exciting and responsive. And I'm like, I give that to me, give that mm. to me, because I don't have that, and so I'm I'm gonna seek you out when I mm. need to bring that into my life. And I think if I'm being really honest, even within myself, there's some arrogance about that. Cause I'm like, especially now within the human design language, I'm like, well, you're a sacral being. You got plenty of that energy. Like, <laughs> I can dig some. I can take them. You're not even going to notice it. <laughs> and I am going to, after this call, reflect on that because that is a <laughs> shit way of viewing things that I've just discovered in myself as we're talking. Um, but is that, is it that same experience being, being up with that initiating energy? Cause I, I certainly feel that like people get really caught in that, like, well, when, when I'm with you, I can initiate and things are moving and I, yeah, I get great ideas and I'm really empowered. And then when I'm away from it, oh, I don't have it anymore. So I want to come back and get more.
1: Yeah. And I think that the person who has, you know, electromagnetics or where the definition is, you know, kind of puzzle piecing together with a manifestor. And so like, I can imagine I've got the 11 and my husband's got the 56 and we're just like little brainstormers and that even that energy is addictive. And so if you can, if you're doing that with a manifestor who on top of that kind of like yummy, juicy energy in relationship in general is also like initiating and impacting you in ways that feel really good. um, Or maybe you're a little bit of a masochist and you're getting (laughs) triggered all the time and somehow like it um yeah. <laughs> they, maybe that feels good in its own way like oh I just keep getting like they bring so much out in me and they make me realize all my shadows and then I grow and I grow and I grow honestly that sounds like my little A36 again um like please send me into crisis I'm ready to grow um but yeah I'm absolutely addicted. <laughs>
0: Yeah. 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 And it, it feels like that. I think that the challenge is we don't have an endless supply of yes. that energy. We actually have a pretty limited supply of that energy. And um, when we love people, we really want to give it to them. We really want to give it to them. And I've witnessed that we really get caught in these patterns then all, almost like people pleasing, but it's like a, it's a very toxic self-sacrificing You even mentioned it about your friend. Like she would do anything for anyone, right? We will. We will. I I will give it to you. I will give you my initiating energy. I will hand all of that over. I will impact you deliberately. I will pull it out from myself. Even when I'm in a rest cycle and I don't have anything to give to myself, I will give it to you. Um, But in doing so, that's, that's so detracts from my sovereignty that I lose myself in doing it. And then I'm out of alignment and I'm angry and the relationship starts to break down mm-hmm. when I do it. And there's this, I don't know, there's just this kind of very subtle complexity, I think, in in that of how does the manifestor own that? And then how how do the people in relationships with manifestors own that as mm-hmm. well? But it's got to be a collaborative effort to ensure that that's not happening.
1: It definitely does. And I think it takes a lot of self-reflection, mostly. I want to say, I mean... Probably for both, but um a lot for the non-manifester. Mm. Because I really do think that a lot of that stems from things that aren't so great. <laughs> or <laughs> wounds, from, just things that wounds. need to, yeah, yeah, from the wounds, <laughs> from the things that need tending to. And mm. um yeah, and I I mean and the same with manifestors, like I I can't imagine that there's not a lot of relational wounds out there for people just always misunderstanding or trying to control. Like it's, Mm -hmm. it's gotta be tough. And, um, yeah, so of course there's people pleasing energy. Of course it's like, like it's either subscribe to the people pleasing or just, you know, big old middle finger to the world. And that's not always, you know, there's got to that's not the best choice. <laughs>
0: There's a swing, right?
1: Yeah, we're,
0: we're either in the people-pleasing or the fuck you. This is the kind of the <laughs>
1: two general
0: wounded yeah. vibes. And I think the alignment exists somewhere in the middle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like,
1: Just in the empowerment where you're like, uh-huh. I'm choosing to give this to you because you're one of my people. Mm-hmm. And also, you know, I can say F you at any point.
0: <laughs> yeah, don't don't screw with me. Yeah, like honestly, yeah, just not a wise idea. I will mm-hmm. love you,
1: but I will also cut you in
0: half. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> I honestly wish that, like, I don't know. That's the one thing that I, yeah, I see so much power and so much goodness in my manifestor bestie, and I sometimes I'm like I wish you would give the middle finger more often. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like I wish that empowered. Like, you know, I love you deeply, but like, don't fuck with me.
0: Yes.
1: <laughs> it's just, I feel like that's just such a good place to be.
0: I receive that feedback so often <laughs> as well. That people, <laughs> people are like, we love you when you're in that place. Like you need to do that more often. Like you're too forgiving, you're too nice, you're too accommodating. And um that's so funny to hear that uh-huh. reflected from someone else. And I wonder, I guess I wonder like what kind of energetic space there is for us. Like as, as a manifesto, I can't exist in that fire all the time. Uh-uh. I can't do it all the time because I'd have no one. Uh-huh. <laughs> Literally have nobody <laughs> in my life. Like and I need relationships. We all need yeah. relationships. But um we certainly allow it to reach a critical threshold. Uh-huh before we do that and it's usually because we're so deeply hurt that then it's just amassed this huge you know proportion of hurt within us that we're like well I can't do anything else except yeah like screw you over um yeah that's very really interesting down. yeah 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 it's it reminds me of you know the inside out movie with mm-hmm. the little anger character right and like he's he's generally a pretty calm kind of dude <laughs> he's great and then it's just like Build and, build and build and build
1: and build until it erupts.
0: Yeah. That's the manifesto, right there. Yeah, that's. Awesome.
1: I know, and I don't know. I kind of. I feel like at least the way I receive manifesto ang- anger is like, I don't know. It's like I don't know if the right word is righteous, but like I, it feels when I, you know, just observe it. I'm like, wow, <laughs> that's something. It feels transformative. Mm. um I mean obviously it's like I want our manifestors to be in like you know peace peace happy vibes but the anger is something else like mm. it's really something to witness and it's yeah transformative is the word i have for it because it's just yeah wow yeah my
0: my husband is a projector and he says he says the same thing that he's like the times that i have needed to move and have not been moving, like your anger is that's exactly the thing that gets the movement happening. He's like, it, it burns, like it burns, mm-hmm. <laughs> it cuts deeply, but it's um he's he uses the same word, righteous, but it's this like mm-hmm. it's profound and it's mm-hmm. correct and it needs to be done and it needs to be said. I'm like, oh, that makes me feel a whole lot better about my anger. Because I think we really demonize it within mm-hmm. ourselves, like because our anger can be so hurtful to other people Mm -hmm. when it's not used correctly. But I think that means that we overlook that there is a usefulness to the anger. There is even when directed at someone else, like Mm -hmm. anger is a catalytic energetic expression. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that does need to be applied instead of just viewed within ourselves as, oh, I feel angry. What's up with me? What can I do with me? No, maybe that anger is actually to be used for the expression externally. Because mm. something or someone needs to transform. That's mm-hmm. got to happen. And without your ability to push that with the fire and the volcano behind it, it's not going to happen.
1: Mm-hmm. That's a beautiful, I like that reflection. I'm going to take that. Yeah. That's really I, I've only, I think, had like manifest anger directed me at me like maybe a handful of times. And I don't know that I've always, like, I don't think I've known that it was a manifest anger, but I do feel like there's a certain type of, singe uh, <laughs> that you can identify. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, oh, I thought they were a manufacturer Um <laughs> I felt that. Mm. I felt it. I felt it and then I transformed. Um <laughs> a little phoenix. But um it's yeah, so I I I I typically just observe it and I think it's really um but I do I also observe the what is it catalyzation? So mm. it's catalytic. And I can't come up with the right word undefined, <laughs> undefined throat starting to falter. <laughs> um But I've observed, yeah, the the change um mm-hmm. and the impact that it's made. And I think it's so important. I mean, I think all of our our um you know, our signature obviously we're always like, Oh yeah, live a satisfied, peaceful, happy, joyful life. Um, but at the other side of that, I'm like, every single purpose even our our not self feeling is a signpost for something and it has a a major role to play and instead of trying to wipe it off the face of the earth and only exist in our signature like there's a reason why our not self feeling exists and why it is there to kind of guide us back and it has to be felt in order for us to do that and it's not just going to be felt by us it's going to be felt by other people too and we can't necessarily control that. Um, obviously, we can be nice people and not like, you know, scream at everyone on out of frustration. <laughs> um, but, but it it has to be felt, mm. and it has to be understood that there's a purpose for it.
0: Mm. So true. Yeah. So we we're recording this. I mean, it's the first of March for me. It's still the 28th of February for you. But uh, you, you Northern Hemisphere people sliding <laughs> back on the time zone scale. Um, at this current time, you have just released the most beautiful human design cards, right? Mm. I, is prompt cards the right
1: way to refer to them? Is that? I call them like affirmation mm. cards, I guess. Um, prompts, I, every card, except for the manifestors, <laughs> do have prompts on them. Um, so it's, yeah, just kind of cute little affirmation cards for your human design type, totally custom to your, like the main parts of your design, your type, your authority, your profile, your defined and undefined centers. And, um, yeah, they're so fun. And they're like the first batch is starting to get delivered and I'm like shaking in my boots. (laughs) They're so beautiful. They're so beautiful.
0: And I really loved witnessing that you went public with the process, you went to your audience uh, of, you know, to the manifestors in the audience to say, Hey, (laughs) I recognize that maybe I need to do yours a bit differently. Right. Mm -hmm. Do you, do you want prompts and questions on yours or is that kind of abrasive to your energy? Is that making you feel like you need to respond? And I think the manifestors came back with saying they didn't want prompts. Right. Was that, yeah. Okay.
1: (laughs) So there's a, there's a few that were like, Oh, it's fine." And then, if you were like, well, if you phrase them the right way, and I'm like, no, I'm not looking for, like, oh, it's going to be okay if you do this. I'm like, we'll tolerate I want this to- it. Right. And like, I feel like manifestors are asked to tolerate, you know, so much and being put in a space of responsiveness all the time. And I'm like, if I'm making something that's supposed to be specific to your design, I am not going to do this to you. Like, that's mm-hmm. not fair to mm-hmm. me. That's not how I want to support you. And, um, so I changed it all.
0: <laughs> and at I first I
1: was like, well, I can do manifestor. I can make sure that the type doesn't have any prompts. And then I was like, no, fuck that. I'm going to change it all. I'm going to change everything. i can going change it. But that is, um,
0: I, I really loved observing that. I really mm-hmm. loved doing that because that to me just felt so supportive. Like that was Mm. so real. That was this beautiful, beautiful, simple display of this is how you can show genuine respect to the Mm. manifestor that like, not that we need to be accommodated all the time, but like, yeah, we're, we're different. We're the Mm. only ones with a closed aura. Like we are different from everybody Mm. else around us, even from the other non-sacrals. And Um, I just, I love that you provided an opportunity for that to be expressed just in a super like, you know, non-confrontational, non-big fanfare kind of way. It was just very direct and it was very simple and it really allowed the manifestors in your audience to have autonomy and say, this is what works best for us, right? That was, I love that. So thank you for doing that.
1: (laughs) I'm glad glad it felt supportive because I, it was just one of those things where I'm like, I can't, it just came to me like, oh, this isn't, like, wait a minute, these are questions. Hold on, <laughs> <laughs> this doesn't seem so good. And I'm like, well, <laughs> everybody journals, right? Like, no, I don't even journal, so why would I <laughs> say everybody journals? And uh, <laughs> and I'm like, well, maybe these questions can just be kind of like prompts to like you know, open up a conversation. Maybe that feels different than me coming in as a generator, like forcing you to respond to something. And I'm like, but what if it doesn't? And I'm like, mm. and I'm not comfortable considering that people are going to be spending money on something that I've created for them and then being put in a place of discomfort yes. or misalignment. Like this is an alignment tool, but it's gonna put you in like a state of like being like a toe or two or even more than that out of alignment. Like I yeah. don't know that. <laughs> and that has so much
0: integrity to it. Just as a I mean an outside the manifesto conversation, like approaching what you create in your business from exactly that space of whoever i am whatever my design is i have to be aware of how that is impacting the people who are receiving it and sometimes that is i think as a business owner to me sometimes that is going to look like being like well you you're, you're going to be triggered like this is yeah. going to bring stuff up in you and that's exactly what mm-hmm. it's designed to do but other times it's this is meant to be supportive and so mm-hmm. i have to make sure that strategically every single element is genuinely supportive and not mm. just like this token like I created something lovely and beautiful here we go mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, like, yeah we like I created something. With it.
1: yeah yeah and I think like I obviously especially as a manifester or a projector who sees something very specific and creates something or has been invited to create something very specific And as a generator who's responded to creating something very specific, like you don't want to like, just, I really struggled this as with, I struggled with this as a creator of like wanting to just please with my creations. And it's like, so I want you to, I want you to like it. Mm. So I want feedback in some ways, but when it comes to my vision, when it comes to other parts of the creation, I don't need feedback on that mm. <laughs> so it's like mm. having the respect for the creation and the impact it's supposed to have but also making space for it to serve its purpose like you said which is to be supportive and so if it's not being supportive I need to know that but I also don't need to know if you don't like the colors like you <laughs>
0: <Correct>. <laughs> right there's a line here like you can give me yeah. some feedback but you can't <laughs> give me all feedback that is just my gosh that's so good as a business owner <laughs> <laughs> We all have to determine those lines.
1: All exactly.
0: Like when, yeah. um. <laughs> sometimes, you know, like, cause I do a lot of educational courses, right? And mm-hmm. receiving stuff back from people like, oh, I felt like there were a lot of videos to get through and I didn't really have time for. It. And like, hmm, mm hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that would be feedback that you can take for yourself. <laughs> not, not feedback that I need to take as part of this, right? There's just this, anyway. There's energetic integrity in being a business owner, I think, that we Mm -hmm. need to determine, like, what do I allow to come into my space, especially when you're a creator, Mm
1: -hmm. which
0: you are a beautiful creator, a beautiful, beautiful Mm -hmm. creator. Thank you. What What? have you got going on? I mean, I know we're recording this a few months out, so this podcast is going to go out in June and most people don't really know what they're doing that far ahead. Do you Mm -hmm. have anything, like, in the works that you might have going on that people might want to get up in? being mindful of, I haven't even mentioned this, but you did just have a baby and you have only (laughs) just come back to your business. So like (laughs) toes dipping in the water
1: here. Yeah, I uh, well, I'll be celebrating my baby's first birthday when this episode comes out. Crazy. Um, But I don't know. So right now I'm feeling like I'm going to start doing readings again soon, which is wild Mm. to me because that was a hard no for a while. Like, Mm like a while these two years um but they've been feeling really exciting and it's like I'm gonna do I want to make myself feel like a little nerd I've been like in the shower I've been like dreaming up people's charts and like out loud like giving fake readings. that's um, the best. that is so line one oh my gosh I love it that's I'm like okay so there's a lot of energy wanting to come out here right so maybe yeah. instead of giving fake people fake readings while I'm taking a shower I should do some readings um yeah Thank goodness yeah. yes <laughs> gotta find the signs you know um I think I found one but yeah so I'm I'm looking into doing readings and possibly we'll have my calendar open in June um I'm hoping to I've got to figure some things out like who's gonna take care of the baby while I do readings. Uh, <laughs> So, so hopefully soon we'll have a, a few spots open on my calendar and awesome. I'm, uh, I'm just hoping to continue to create little human design goodies. I've got so many like yummy feeling ideas and I'm just uh, letting my sacral direct me to which ones to go for. So, so good. Yeah. It's so
0: good. Um, I was obviously sharing with you just before the call, showing you that uh, you used to create these like beautiful, like artistic charts, individual chart mm-hmm. representations, which I I bought from you. And it's one of my, it's one of my favorite things mm-hmm. ever. It's just, um, I keep so it funny. on my desk right next to my computer screen. And I look at it so often. Yeah. And like, if I have friends or people who come over to my house, they they see that on my desk and it gets so much commentary. So I just wanted to reflect that that back, right, as a generator who's mm. trusting that spark, trusting that sacred and creating from it. That is something that is so infused with that mm. love and with that joy that it just continues. I mean, I think I bought that, I don't even know, two years ago, three years ago, something. It was a while back. Yeah. Do that.
1: yeah.
0: Um, And it's just, it continues to generate joy. So mm. thank you. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. And (laughs) I strongly, strongly encourage people to get up in your space and even just to follow your work, but to certainly um, purchase the things that you create because it's so much more than just artistry. right? There's so much just delicious energy in it, which is so life-giving, and that's really what it's all about, hey, like when we're working with other people.
1: Mm, wow thank you for that 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 was magical magical. (laughs) (laughs) you're welcome being
0: recognized by a manifesto I've heard it's good yeah
1: it's real good
0: (laughs) (laughs) okay I'll do it more often excellent (laughs) (laughs)
1: thank thank you
0: thank you so much for being here with us for spending this time with us for sharing your wisdom for talking to us about your awesome friend i actually want to know your friend now i'm like where where is she what's her name i want to i want to hook up with her she sounds great um we will have your links to everything in the show notes of course but um where can people find you i think you predominantly hang out on instagram right Mm
1: yep i'm I'm predominantly on instagram uh Um, I've got another account that I post like parenting stuff on, but it's also still on Google juice. So
0: I'm here. <laughs> awesome. 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 Thank you, Christina, for being Thank here. You, Thank you for Thank giving you. us your energy. We have loved having you around. Oh, you're the best. Thank you so much. Before you go and switch off, we would be so humbly grateful if you could take the time to either leave a podcast review right on the platform that you're listening to.